for Havalamutta. Be blessed by the Divine. Thank you, my friends, for joining this evening Panjendriya Meditation on the 31st of December 2019. May this coming year shower you all with good health, long life, enough wealth, peace, prosperity, fame and wisdom. Advance Happy New Year to all of you. Today in this evening, I thought I will share with you a little story, a more of a metaphor that I read about the camel, the lion and the child. Nietzsche's three steps to a meaningful life. Nietzsche was a great author. Friedrich Nietzsche in 1882 was a fantastic author, but he lived his life with a number of health problems, mental health issues, post-traumatic stress syndrome, because he was a medical officer, a medical orderly, in fact, in the Franco-Prussian War, during which he had also contracted diphtheria and dysentery. woman that he loved very deeply to whom he he had proposed to a number of times had abandoned him but nietzsche was an extraordinarily gifted young man he had studied for a phd while still a teenager and was awarded a tenured professorship at a remarkable age of just 24 he was a budding philosopher in the late 80s and excelled as a soldier a horseman but he was uh, as fate would have it he was made uh, captain in the prussian military but he had a riding accident and his uh, eyesight was falling that ended his soldier career he then came back to academia where he started excelling all over again nietzsche was a actually i'm not sure how to pronounce it maybe it's nietzsche nietzsche was a gifted writer as well as a prodigy in academics he developed an extraordinary insight to some of the most deeply buried ideas that structured our beliefs he wrote several books human all too human ultimately meditations and the joyful science he was um, a philosopher with a profound sense of belief in the possibilities of human beings at some point of time i think around 1882 he wrote one of the most extraordinary books of the philosophical arena thus spoke zarathustra the book is a philosophical novel about a hermit called zarathustra from his uh, habitation in a mountain to a fictitious land where he starts to talk about series of his wisdom as ideas course there was a, a zarathustra as a legendary namesake is the founder of the ancient persian religion called zoroastrianism uh, you may have heard about saurashtrianism in tamil nadu in madurai there is even a settlement of the saurashtrians there is even a saurashtra college in madurai uh, this prophet is credited as being the first to devise the binary morality of good and evil that of course made it way made its way into abrahamic religions and of course was uh, the root of every other religion including hinduism nietzsche preached life affirmation and honest and courageous questioning of all the doctrines all the philosophies all the principles that hold people back no matter how prevalent they may be that very much should be sounding like our guru yogira shri vedatri maharishi who questioned every belief every doctrine that we have today in the modern world nietzsche developed uh, his own doctrines 
which served as a toolkit for people who want to become what the philosopher called a complete man who have the mastery over your emotions who take joy in simply existing who create above all else who are a great creator Zarathustra who was the perfect mouthpiece for Nietzsche because he believed Zarathustra could make right what was his ultimate mistake morality Zarathustra created this most calamitous error morality consequently he must also be the first to recognize it so that is like consciousness awakening in itself So Nietzsche believed that obsession with shaky concepts like nations or races religion area groups states etc prevents the individual from finding their higher selves so therefore he said that one needs to become free in the mind of all these precluding bad ideas uh, they didn't hear he start calling them as evil through the mouth of zarathustra close to the beginning of the book nietzsche lays out three metamorphoses that the individual must go through to find true freedom and an abundance of creative power using allegorical imagery he described the metamorphoses as the camel the lion and finally the child so what is this what are these three things the camel unlike the majority in the herd mentality some people are strong in spirit and they begin a spiritual journey to self actualization that they may or may not complete the first stage of that spiritual journey of self actualization is when we become camels as bizarre as this metaphor sounds it makes it makes a perfect sense it makes a lot of sense the camel is a carrier it represents the strong spirit who unlike the herd animal is happy to take on burdens there are many things for the spirit for the strong heavy spirit in which uh, we dwell respect and awe its strength longs for the heavy for the heaviest thus the camel kneels down and wants to be well laden the spirit is also like that those of us who are strong in spirit want to dwell deeper into the meaning of things but that task requires carrying a lot of baggage we want to be well laden we want to take on the heavy load because the spirit of the camel seeks to rejoice in its strength to carry into the desert with reverence for all those heavy burdens that are great and good we read we travel we learn we uncover the weight adds up there is so much of knowledge so many great minds that came before us that we can hold in reverence we rejoice in our strength in carrying their burden what's more the camel takes on the most difficult things that life throws at it the camel must overcome fear confront truth endure unrequited love and so on but the desert is lonely the camel spirit no longer wants to bear the burden of ideas and knowledge that are not its own the world the camel has discovered does not have essential or universal values there is no meaning of life the camel develops the desire to unburden itself take control of its own destiny and say its own i will the second metaphor the lion but to unburden on yourself and create your own meaning and destiny you must undergo a transformation in the lonely desert the second metamorphosis happens 
to fulfill its destiny the spirit needs to rule over the desert to become lord of the desert to capture freedom in order to do so the lion nietzsche tells us must struggle with the existing lord the existing lord is a dragon called thou shalt and that dragon is the great barrier to true freedom thou shalt is permission it's all the moral laws and societal values that have come before that tell us who we are and how we should act do this do that don't do this don't do that no 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 this is not how it is done no 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 this is how it is done this is the family custom this is a social custom the dragon is seductive it sparkles with golden scales on each scale glitters yet thou shalt you shall the thousands of scales represent thousands of years of the thou shalts that have come before us the centuries of codes of how you ought to think and act the dragon is the enemy of true self mastery when confronted by the dragon the lion says i will why not why don't i do this but the dragon retorts that all values are already created every one that makes up its golden scales the dragon says there shall no more i will the lion must then fight the dragon to become the lord of the desert and win its freedom as the lion confronts the dragon it roars what zaradustra calls the sacred no the sacred no is the rejection of all values that came before the lion nietzsche was stateless he had given up his citizenship in prussia jobless and godless he had to fight those who disapproved of the life choices he had made including his own family when describing the line he was perhaps writing from his own personal experience the overman the perfect human being he believed was a true individual one who must build self mastery on his or her own terms the third metamorphosis the third paradigm the child the spirit now wills his own will those who have relinquished the world that came before them now have the power to conquer imagine a state of the pure individual who is unburdened of the rules customs conventions of the society imagine the person who wills their own destiny makes up their own values that they do not impose on anybody else and exist in a liberated state of free creativity and play what does that state resemble that is right under our noses of course it is the child the child is innocence and forgetfulness a new beginning a game a self propelling wheel a first motion a sacred yes nietzsche believed that the truly free spirit will resemble children at play who discovered the world for the first time unburdened by what came before hence the forgetting The child is curious and filled with wonder. The child is not weighed down by rules and values. The child discovers for themselves the meaning in things. Having uttered the sacred no to reject everything that came before, the child shouts the sacred yes that affirms life. We can create our own lives to take the risks to find what we want from life. The sacred yes, Nietzsche tells us, is the game of creation. the spirit becomes its own will it wins its own world my friends 
what this little story tells us is exactly what our guru has been telling us do not believe the words that he has spoken to us question question everything with a childlike curiosity say a no for every custom every belief that you hold till today say yes for every new lesson usher in the new in your life bring in fresh breath of air open the doors to new wisdom let the new year bring you freedom not just freedom of any kind but freedom of the mind freedom of the spirit happy new year all hail amudan be blessed by the divine thank you so much for joining this evening meditation a little journey into the freedom of the mind